This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. A review of city records show that the top executives who paid for Mayor Adams' $34,000 Israel trip have business interests before his administration. It's Monday, August 28th, and this is your New York Daily News. Today's forecast in New York City calls for cloudy skies with a high near 76 and a low near 68. Before today's top story... According to a Daily News review of city records, two top executives at a philanthropic organization that bankrolled Mayor Adams' recent trip to Israel have significant business and lobbying interests before his administration. The matter involves Mark Rowan and Eric Goldstein, respectively the chairman and CEO of the United Jewish Appeal Federation of New York, which picked up the tab for Adams' stay in Israel from this past Sunday to Thursday. UJA spokeswoman Emily Kuttner told the news on Thursday that the group spent $4,857 on Adams' airfare, lodging, food, and other expenses related to his Israel visit. The group shelled out the same amount per person on six Adams administration officials who traveled with him, totaling $33,999, including the mayor's expenses. Despite its optics, the Adams entourage's trip does not appear to have broken any city ethics laws, as they allow for public officials to accept expense-paid trips from third parties. Still, the head of the reInvent Albany watchdog group deemed the financial arrangement of Adams' Israel trip an obvious conflict of interest and a big, big loophole due to Rowan and Goldstein's ties to city government. Those ties include Goldstein lobbying top members of Adams' administration for city funding and Rowan being the head of a major private equity firm charged with managing hundreds of millions of dollars in public pension funds for the city, records show. Find the rest of this story and more right now at nydailynews.com. A Staten Island judge ordered Friday that Mayor Adams' administration cannot use an old private school in the borough as a migrant shelter, but the ruling was reversed within hours by a higher court allowing the city to proceed with housing new arrivals at the site. The initial decision by Staten Island Supreme Court Justice Wayne Ozzie to block the city from housing migrants at the St. John's Villa Academy came in response to a lawsuit filed by a group of local Republican politicians. Their suit claimed the Adams administration would violate existing zoning restrictions, create an unreasonable private nuisance, and unduly burden Staten Island by housing migrants at the school, which has been closed since 2018. In this three-page ruling, Ozzie sided with the Republicans, writing that they are likely to succeed on the merits of the case. On that note, the judge issued a temporary restraining order barring the city from housing any migrants at the site at least until September 6th, when he scheduled a hearing for the parties to meet in court. But within a few hours, a Brooklyn Supreme Court Appellate Division justice overturned Ozzie's decision. Soon after Ozzie's ruling, city personnel started moving a group of migrants out of the school. A video posted on social media by a PIX11 reporter showed. 
but Adams' office said city workers quickly returned the migrants to the site after the ruling. A spokesperson for the mayor said the city's opting to use unconventional sites like St. John's because it's completely out of space in traditional shelter systems. We have opened 206 sites, including 15 large-scale humanitarian relief centers, and are constantly searching for new places to provide asylum seekers with the shelter they are asking for, the spokesperson said. But let's be clear, the sites we are now finding are the only options left. This situation demands a broader state and national solution. It's unclear if the Staten Island lawmakers plan to appeal the judge's decision. The Staten Island illegal developments come as the Adams administration scrambles to find room to house the tens of thousands of mostly Latin American migrants who have arrived in New York City since last spring. According to the latest data, there are more than 59,000 migrants in city shelters, with hundreds more arriving every week. For more on this story and for the latest in New York City politics, visit nydailynews.com and follow us on social media at nydailynews. Thanks for listening. My name is Imran Sheikh, and we'll talk more tomorrow. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.